Welcome to Heartspeak Podcast, episode 266, Waves of Whale Wisdom. Welcome to the Heartspeak Podcast, where valuable insights are shared that bypass the mind and resonate with the heart. Listen, open your heart, become inspired, find the joy and fulfillment that awaits when you follow your heart. And now, here's your host, Dr. Christine Page. Well, hello there, wherever you're in the world. I hope you're doing well. I hope you enjoyed that Taurian full moon and, and lunar eclipse. I managed to see a little bit of it as I've just arrived back from the Azores Islands, which are off the west coast of Portugal. Wonderful place to be. I managed to go to two of the nine islands and experience the different energies. I'll share a little bit more about that in a, a while. But the energies that are happening on this planet at the moment are very intense, stressful, and you may be experiencing that yourself. What we had back in the eclipse was the moon and Uranus in Taurus against the sun, Mercury, Mars, all in Scorpio. Two very determined and stubborn signs, Scorpio and Taurus, both pulling in their own direction. And that may be something that you had experiences of, feeling that you were up against someone else or somebody else's ideas or up against yourself, and you're stubbornly holding on. But what's really happening is that we're finding that holding on is actually causing us distress, is, is literally drowning us. And what we're moving towards is how do we bring our communication, how do we bring our ideas to a place where they can be cooperating with other people's ideas? How do we come together rather than against? How do we not oppose each other and polarize each other? Because this polarization is literally killing us. And my experience of being in the Azores, I went there to both have the opportunity to swim with dolphins again, which was amazing. And I had the opportunity to get in the water with the, these, what they're known as the common dolphins, and have eight or 10 of them come around me and look at me. And there's nothing more magical than a dolphin looking in your eye. It just felt I was seen, I was known. That is the magic of these amazing beings, these multidimensional beings. But I also wanted to meet the whales who were there at this time, this particular season, and that was primarily the sperm whales who live in this area of the Azores Plateau. Now, this plateau is very vast, and it is said, and I was listening to some of the work of Randall Carlson, who is an amazing man who's studied so much, and he believes that what we see in these nine islands is just a tiny fraction of what actually is beneath the water. And he says these islands go down maybe half a mile, a mile deeper. And why is this so? It's because it is said that this, these Azore Islands or this Azore Plateau was the origins or was the, the, the place of Atlantis, the continent of Atlantis. And it ties in a lot with the stories of Plato who said that this existed beyond the gates of Hercules, which is the Gibraltar Strait. 
And I sensed that when I was there, that there was a very ancient history in these islands, even though there'd been many eruptions over the many, many hundreds of thousands of years, there was something very solid and deep here. And it reminded me that so much of the time we talk about Atlantis almost as a civilization uh, that destroyed itself. You know, they became so technologically advanced that 11, 12,000 years ago, they destroyed themselves. Yet I got this real sense that Atlantis had been a much more peaceful place, a place where nature and humanity or other beings, whether it was before humanity arrived, really interconnected, cooperated. And I thought back to probably Atlantis started its existence probably 100,000 years ago at least. And that's what I felt as I was walking around the cities, the land of, of the Azores, was I was walking on very ancient energy. And only on the hilltops or the mountaintops of what had existed before. And so when I was with these sperm whales, and it took quite a journey to get to them because the weather was particularly rough, but it felt like that's what life's about at this moment. These huge waves and then dropping down and getting wet and, and wondering if you were ever going to get to see a whale. And then all of a sudden I saw this rainbow in the waves. And it was almost like saying to me, you're nearly there. Hold on tight. And all of a sudden, we came to this place where these beautiful female sperm whales were swimming around, connecting with each other, clicking to hear each other. And it felt like the whole ocean suddenly became quiet. And it was only us and the sperm whale. It's just that there was only five of us on the boat. And they were circling around us, and I got the chance to see them. And these sperm whale are, have the largest brains of any animal on the planet. They also were, they have oil in the tops of their head. They have these rather strange heads, rather like a block. But they, this oil allows them to go down 10,000 feet. And they die for long periods of time. They're one of the, the whales that can go down forever. And I got this sense of just peacefulness and and a connection. And we were this little tiny boat bouncing around, being surrounded by these probably five or six sperm whale. And I have a very deep connection to whales. I, I have a love of them. And I would say that I'm a whale person. Maybe some of you consider yourselves whale people. I remember doing a, uh, an Anipia sweat lodge with some friends of ours. And in the Anipi, different spirits will come and visit the people who are in the, inside the tent there. And afterwards, my dear guides, my dear medicine people said to me, we were amazed that when we opened one of the doors, as they, they opened what we call the, open the doors to let spirits in, in came this huge whale. And they said, wow, what are you doing here? Since we were in the middle of Wisconsin at the time. And it said, I've come to be with Christine. And I think that was very resonant to me, this sense of understanding that 
whatever or wherever the wells have come from, I have a strong connection to them. Maybe some of you do too. The wells for me carry the acacia records of the planet. Whereas the dolphins have more of a connection to individuals, humanity, the whales, I have to say, are less interested in individual huma humans. They're more interested in every living thing that is on this planet, including the planet herself. They revere life. They understand that life is consciousness and that if any life is destroyed, then you're destroying the consciousness of all. And I think we are so far from understanding that, that what we do to another, we do unto ourselves. And that we destroy a part of ourselves when we destroy somewhere else. And those destructions may come in words, in thoughts, in our emotions. It doesn't have to be a physical destruction. Just hoping that someone hurts or someone is, is wounded is actually destroying us at the same time. And the whales, to me, carry that acacia records. They are, they literally are carrying the consciousness of the oceans. In other words, in the oceans are everything that can ever exist in our imagination. My friend Makua used to say the oceans are the unconditional lover, the unconditional mother. There's nothing that exists in that ocean, so nothing that exists in those acacia records that is not loved. And everything exists and is carried by these whales. And that they travel their migratory routes, especially the females with their babies. And as they travel these migratory routes, they often follow what we would call the grid system, the fault lines of the earth. They sound into the oceans. But what they're sounding into the oceans is the light energy that they are absorbing from these fault lines, from the grid. So they absorb the light from the consciousness of Mother Earth, let me put it that way. And then they sound it into the oceans. Their vibrations, their frequencies are there in the water. And guess what? We end up drinking the water. Or we absorbed it by swimming in it or anything else that you might do. So when you're with the whales or with the dolphins, and you're in the waters, you're absorbing light consciousness. You are, you are being filled with that part of you that is awakening. We come back to that again. Your DNA is awakened by swimming in unlimited consciousness, the quantum plenum of quantum physics. And so you, when we say, oh, I feel at peace or at love, it's actually that we are filled with fullness. We, we experience ourselves. And there's nothing hidden. And so that's why I say the whales revere all life. They're saying... There's nothing out there that we do not accept as part of us and you and, and vice versa. That's love. And they say, we just take on this form that you look and say, well, it's a bit of an odd form because it's the sperm world look one way, the, the, the humpbacks look another. 
But they said, we take on a form because you have a form, but we don't need this form. We are not inside this body, just as you as a light being don't exist within your physical form. It's just a vessel at this moment, a vehicle. And it isn't solid. It also is every cell of your body is interacting with this light energy as you swim in the waters or you drink the waters. So the whales, to me, have this amazing capacity to tap into special places on the planet. And the Azores themselves are, <coughs> excuse me, are actually situated at the junction of three huge continental plates, the ones associated with Europe, Americas, Africa's. It's like a hinge, they call it. So it, it literally, this is a very volcanic energy source, but it's not just one volcano, two volcano. It's literally moving constantly over these different fault lines. Or we could say moving constantly over the core of Mother Earth, allowing the energy to rise up. So this is why I think that this was originally Atlantis. And I think that it's not only been seen as Atlantis, because even more recently, it has been found that there are cart tracks, which we see in Malta, these very deep grooves into the earth, or step pyramids, or dolmens, and they're across all these islands, even though, <laughs> of course, the history books say that these islands were completely uninhabited when the Portuguese arrived in the 15th, 16th century. We know that that's totally untrue if indeed we see dolmens and other Neolithic uh, structures on these islands. We just don't know who these people were that built them. Where did they go? So on islands like this, and then we can look at other volcanic islands, such as Hawaii, of course, New Zealand, Iceland, uh, Bimini, Bermuda, all of these places, wherever you see a volcanic earthquake, you'll also find whales and dolphins. Because what they do is that they can tap into the deep core of Mother Earth, the consciousness of Mother Earth at these places. And then, as I say, absorb that energy and sing it, in, sing it into the waters. And their ability to do that is heightened by the fact that they also know how to build mini grids. And so they build small grids and often put what they see as a little pyramid over it because that intensifies the energy so that they can absorb that much more quickly. And I had the privilege of swimming with the humpback whales actually off the coast of, of the Caribbean. And it was the Dominican Republic. And when I was out there in the silver banks, we were allowed to go into the water and just float above the whales. And there the mothers were teaching their young how to breach and how to work with the energy. And one, was, one of the things I remember so well is how many times I saw the mother with their, what I would say, their nose actually pointing into the earth. 
And I felt they were communicating with this consciousness of Mother Earth through this. In the meantime, the babies were swimming around us, looking at us, <laughs> fairly large babies, I might say, and enjoying our presence. And then you could hear their sounding, but recognizing that many of the sounds that the whales make, especially the females, we can't hear. We can hear the male sounds because they're more within our auditory range. And I had one experience where there were two whales, or first of all, there was one whale started to come up from the depths underneath me. And it was at that moment, you know, that you think, I wonder if I should have paid attention to what to do when a whale comes up underneath you. <laughs> do you move or not? And just as I was trying to decide if I should swim away, another one came up. So there was no way I could swim in any direction. And they came up together and I have to say, sent all this kundalini energy right through my system and then swam either side of me. And I feel at that time I was awakened. I was opened into a space that I hadn't been in before. It was as if there was this place of magic that they introduced me to. And nothing has been the same since. So just before I end, I just want to read a little piece from my friend Joan Ocean, who has done a lot of work with the whales and the dolphins. And some of you may have come across her work before, certainly worth looking at her books and her courses that she runs. But she writes here that says, we whales are living ideas coming forth from the depths within our, the unconscious. It may be strange for you to think of living ideas because you believe that ideas come from the brain of a person. But ideas have a life of their own. They are living entities. When they come together within a matrix of love, honor, honesty, truth, integrity, these ideas are reflecting the source, the divine. This isn't channeling. This is really an opening to universal vision. The transparency of your mind, where there's nothing in the way from being understanding of yourself as this divine being that you've always been. There's no desire then to control, to put other people down. Every desire disappears except for the desire of love. In this way, you realize you don't need anything except to know that you are pure love. And at this time, with so much happening, it is hard to understand a world where there is just love, where there is just peace, where the reverence of life is so strong that as a whole, it's the only thing we work towards. This commonality that exists both within us and within that ocean of love that's available to us all if we just listen to the whale wisdom. Until next time. Thanks for listening to the Heart Speak Podcast with Dr. Christine Page. 
Please check out all Heart Speak episodes in the podcast archive section on www.christinepage.com. Heart Speak is also available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Tumblr, and now playing on Amazon Music and iHeartRadio. You can also watch the archive podcast on Christine's channel on YouTube and now on Rumble. Connect with Christine on Instagram, LinkedIn, and Facebook group, The Great Mother Calling. Do share with family, friends, colleagues. Join us next time for another edition of Heart Speak.